God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Summer, summer, summer time. Where is Will's? Oh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know about it. All right, but let me tell you something. The classics are still the classics, okay? I love summer, even though these bills don't take a break off. And let me tell you how school was such a fraud because it made you feel like you don't have any responsibilities for about two and a half months. Then you got into this big world. What? Never mind. I won't even start. I'll save it for my therapist. I love, though, the illusion that summer break still applies to me, too. The thought of making plans that I high-key hope the other person will cancel because, to be honest, I'd rather be at home binge-watching a TV show or reading a book, which... For a minute, can we just say that I believe canceled plans are a form of self-care? I I have to see if my co-host, though, Khadidra, agrees with that. She is the self-care guru and expert that you did not know you needed in your life. She's a self-care coach, so she knows all the things that need to be known about self-care. And let's start the conversation with helping you get back to a place of taking care of you. Khadija, you better give us this face beat. It's giving. What, let me tell you about you this highlight like and this contour. I see it. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. I'm super excited. Like, I'm all bubbly in the inside. I'm like, not that I'm about to talk to Sarah. James, but <laughs> I'm super cool. Well, let me tell you, I've heard so many amazing things about you that I'm looking forward to just receiving from you and connecting in this way. So thank you. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. Thank you for having me, for sure. We're talking about just like revolutionary reset, right? It's July. It's the middle of the year. We're trying to figure out who we are. How am, how do I want to close out the year? What am I looking forward to doing when 2023 begins? And I feel like we cannot move into this next phase of resetting ourselves until we talk about mm-hmm. our self-esteem. And I heard that like self-esteem is your thing. So I want to know, how do you define self-esteem? So for me, um, originally when I saw the topic and I thought, I'm like, what is self-esteem to me? At first, I'm like, it's not appearance. It's not the image um, that first came um, to mind for me. For me personally, it was like my voice and how I show up for myself and how I present myself and what that looks like for me. And so um, I'm like, okay, um, for me, like my voice and how I choose to speak or um, what I choose to say or what I choose to write. Um, when I was a child, I used to suppress it. Mm. And because bad things will happen if you say what was on your mind or if you say um, the wrong thing, bad things will happen. So I just came up with this mentality. Okay, well, I'm not going to say nothing. Wow. So um, when it came to my self-esteem, it really affected it because I'm like, dang, I can't even be who I am or I can't even say what I really feel um, because like something bad is going to happen if I do. And so self-esteem for me is all about using my voice. 
I love that. I think that when I think about just the word esteem exclusively, I think about when they're introducing Mm -hmm. like fancy people and they're like they're highly esteemed. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. that has ultimately what they're saying is they're well respected. They're highly respected. So when we talk about our self-esteem, what we're really talking about is our ability to have respect for oneself, for our thoughts, our feelings, our voice. And when a person has low self-esteem, it is no wonder that we see that they don't feel confident in their thoughts. They don't feel confident in their voice. Mm -hmm. That's why you can have people who are beautiful on the outside, but they still have low self-esteem because they don't have that respect within themselves. Can you tell me maybe about the first time life tried to attack your respect for yourself, whether it was something that happened to you or something that you did that made you begin to question whether or not you could still respect who you are? Ooh, I'm like, ooh, where do I start? I'm like, I love the vulnerability, but I, it started honestly for me um, back when I was a child. So when I was a child, I don't know which trauma we want to tap into <laughs> from the poverty, from the drug addict, single parent um, yeah. household, from just a lot of emotional instability. Like it was just so sexual abuse. It was so much things that happened to me where I felt like, my like self-esteem had to be like silence. And then it became this thing where I was like, okay, how can I be, how can I show up for myself um, truly without feeling like I have to shadow everything um, around me because all of these things around me wasn't in my control. So I'm like, okay, what is in control? How can I um, listen to me? and see what's wrong with me or how I feel, what I need in those things within those natures. And I came to the conclusion, like, I started, I always tell people, I started off journaling, Sarah. My journals back in the day, child, I was talking crazy up in those journals. And I used to be so happy because I felt like I had an outlet. I'm like, ooh, like, don't nobody know how I feel, but I know how I feel. And so I started um, asking myself, okay, how can that person that's in the journal show up in real life? Ooh. That's where the challenge starts. I'm like, because I could talk all day and how I feel privately with myself. But when it came to communicating with others, when it mm. came to whether it was a job or relationship or family members, I started to get silent again. I'm like, um, I don't know how I feel. Girl, you know how you feel. <laughs> so uh, that's where it started. I think childhood and growing up and learning, okay. I don't have no control of nothing that's going on, but how can I like still show up and be myself in a sense? Do you think that if someone is in that same exact circumstances, you and they're like, I need to show up for myself in relationships. I need to show up for myself in the workplace as I'm advocating for my dream, my purpose and my destiny. I have to use my voice, even though the journal was a place that ended up confining you. Do you think it also gave you the opportunity to practice, though? Because sometimes yes, I feel like, yeah, OK, go to, go ahead. Tell me. Yes, like that's what it was. And that's what I took it as. I'm like, okay, I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to necessarily like feel like if I say something and it's the wrong thing, then, um, oh, I need to go back into my shell. So I just kept trying and I recognized this thing we talk about, about uncomfortable conversation. I'm like, boy, am I uncomfortable every time I say something. And it was like, but at the end of the day, I felt good, but it was just a practice. And it's like, when you learn that like 
uh, when you are comfortable, that's never going to go away. You still want to have uncomfortable situations in life. It's just kind of finding a way to navigate through it. And once I learned, okay, as long as you, you know, like, I feel like listening to myself was really important because I used to like have like everything around me kind of try to validate me, yeah. my experience, what I should be doing. And then now in this day in social media, it's just like everything tells you what you should be. And so I'm like, okay, how can I practice showing up like who I truly am and what that means to me um, and do that. And that my voice was a part of it. Now it's like, I started blogging. I'm like, girl, why am I putting all my business out there? But I'm like, <laughs> It's fine, but it's just what was way in which I challenged myself to really like show up for myself. I like put myself out there knowing that I don't think I get to be out there. So like I like to challenge myself. I'll do a challenge all day, like, oh, okay. So, yeah, <laughs> you remind me of myself because it's like, girl, like on one hand, you don't want to be in front of people. On the other hand, yeah. here you are <laughs> like here you are. But I do think there is something about no longer trusting the inner voice that says you can't. And anytime mm-hmm. that inner voice says that you can't do this or you shouldn't do this, I think part of me doing it anyway is in rebellion to my shame. It's in rebellion to my insecurity. It's in rebellion to my low self-esteem. It doesn't mean that I show up confidently. It doesn't mean that right. I show up feeling like I've got it all together. But what it means is that I would rather be dictated by faith than fear. So in order for me to exactly. escape my fears, I have to step into this unknown and I'm willing to do that. And that's just a crazy thing to do. Like some people are like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm crazy. That's why. <laughs> like, just go for it. Let's just go for it. Like, I feel like I'm either or either I'm going to not do it or I'm just jumping off the bridge. I'm like, where's the in-between? You, you, like, where's the I love you. I love you from a deep place because I literally have a group message with two of my friends who are connected with Woman Evolve. And it's like, we just be doing stuff. And it talks like Woman Evolve just be doing stuff because it's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Let's go on tour. Like, girl, why do you think that you should be on anybody's bus going from city to city? Like, who do you think you are? Like, let's start a podcast and now here, just be doing stuff. I have no in between. Like, they tell me when I say I just want to dip my toe in the water that everyone gets scuba diving gear because I'm going to push you out of the boat. I don't know why they say that about me, but I guess it's true. But I think that's what challenges teaches us. Like, stuff that's not like the ordinary, like, like, um, well, I did something event where I was real high in the sky and well, I was scared. I'm like, girl, why are you about to go up there? But it was like, because and worse told you can't go up there. So you go, you better you go up there or you gonna listen to the inner voice. So I'm always like fighting with the inner self and like, okay, no, I'm gonna go up there. Then when I got up there, I'm like, okay, it's peace up here. So it was just like every time you do do that jump, it's like, okay, this was worth it. It took a lot, but it was worth it. And then so I I started getting so caught up on like the process and letting the process just be the process. And once I started doing that, I'm like, okay, whatever is supposed to happen will, but not trying to necessarily control anything. Cause I like to control everything. I want everything to be how I want it to be because I feel like I'm going to do it the best I can. So yeah. Do you I'm think that, that that's how you build your self-esteem? Like you have to mm-hmm. do the opposite of what low self-esteem says so that you can yeah. discover new parts of yourself as you activate esteem and confidence and maybe conversations, relationships, um, and even self-care that you didn't know that you could possess. Exactly. And it's really about like knowing what you need and what is that voice saying? Like instead of blocking it, 
listen to it. Like, what is it saying? And then like, why is it saying this? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes once I figured out the why, I'm like, baby, that don't even make no sense. Like, so you sitting over here dwelling in something. Um, you're sitting over here dwelling in something that doesn't even like matter. And then I'm like, girl, come down. Or like whatever the emotion is, it's like, I like to have these little pep talks with myself because what I used to do is I like run to talk to my friends and everybody and see what they thought and make their thoughts my thoughts. Mm. Like, I don't even feel like that. So just really just honing into your why, I think will help you build your self-esteem because once you realize it's about you, the self and esteem is you um, and being able to celebrate you in that way, you will be able to just really thrive in who you want to be. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to do more than just talk about wanting more energy or to be in better health. I wanted to do something about that thing. I started the year with consistent morning workouts and for the past few weeks, I've added AG1 to my pre-workout routine and I am already feeling an increase in my energy level. In just one scoop, I'm receiving 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens has over 7,000, that's right, 7,000 five-star reviews, and this affordable investment in your health is less than $3 a day. Try it for yourself today. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash evolve to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So you laid out something that was very practical. Instead of trying to suppress the voice or ignore the voice, honor the voice of your low self-esteem, tap into it, discover what it's trying to tell you, and then you get to choose whether or not it makes sense, whether or not it's true, whether or not it is anchored in what God says about you, or is it anchored in your fear? Can you give me a practical example of you having to walk this process out yourself? And if you give me, if you give me one of yours, I'll give you one of mine. Okay, cool, cool. Because I'm trying to think, what where was I walking it out at? Because um, I don't want to generalize because I know I always start with my journal and like being able to just re- release and bring up. Like I always like, like to... Um, I can go first. You want me to go first? Go first. Okay. So, so something recently happened on social media and I was convinced that it had ruined my ministry. I was convinced Mm -hmm. that everything was over, that it just like, you know what, this is it. Not because it was true, but because people were, it was gaining attention and traction and people were paying attention to it. And so I had started preparing for life outside of Woman Evolve. And I'm like, you know, I can cook, I can do hair. Maybe I should start getting my cosmetology license now. So that way, like if it goes down, I could try and get a job at a hair salon. Like maybe my 
my friend Jason will let me work in his marketing department at his store. <laughs> you had a whole plan, sis. Like. I, you have no idea. I see. Like, you think I'm joking and I'm giving you my God's honest truth. And, you know, when I actually like said it out loud and it was like, what is this rooted in? Like, why are you having these thoughts? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm afraid that people will lose the connection that we've built over the last few years that I've been doing this. I'm afraid that people won't trust me, won't believe me, won't believe that mm-hmm. what I'm saying is true. And then I had God really downloaded in my spirit. It's like, so are you afraid that something that I gave you, something that I blessed, something that I anointed is going to be taken away by some opinion? And I was like, oh, I guess that don't make sense. And so like my peace came in like if God built it, it can't come down. And if God didn't build it, there's nothing that anyone can do to change the path of what's already set in motion. So that's like that's where I found my peace. But I did did, them thoughts was coming for me. Yeah, no. Tell me about it. Then it just made me think of a a situation. Well, not even a situation, just a lifestyle change last year um, in July. I decided to uproot my whole life, child. I was making a fake move. When I told y'all like to jump off the bridge, I jumped off the bridge, bridge. <laughs> so I, I thought I was about to drown because I decided, okay, I'm tired of being in this state. This is not fulfilling me. I know what I'm passionate about and I want to chase that um, um, passion. And I just kept feeling like this urge and like the Holy Spirit me guiding me into it. I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, we teaming up. We, we, we working together. So then... So that involved me giving up my job, giving up my apartment, my place in peace. And I want to relocate to the DMV area. So I'm thinking once I gave all this stuff up, boom, like it was just the miracle was just going to fall right in my lap. The miracle didn't fall in my lap. So the day I had to move out, I'm moving back in with my mom. So I'm overworking my stuff. I'm putting all these, doing all these applications. I'm doing all, forgetting about why I did it in the first place. And the guy was like trying to, really teach me um, trust and obedience because I could believe in God, but to be obedient when you're in a season when you don't, when you like control so much, it's, it wasn't the easiest for me. So I'm putting all this strain on my body. I'm losing weight. I decided to go vegan. Girl, I'm doing all these things. <laughs> like, and I realized through all that, when I, when I was just doing so much, I literally just had to like surrender like, okay. And then soon as I surrendered, um, I just felt just like a wave of like peace. And then everything started going in alignment. And I started just doing things more so with purpose. And that really helped build back my confidence because my confidence was like shattered. Because mm. once I started losing weight, my acne started, like it was so much happening. And it taught me like, you may go through seasons where you're not confident, but that don't mean that you can't get right back on track. So wow. just um, not necessarily focusing on the destination, but like really like just, enduring and I don't be liking to endure for a long time like I endure for a little bit but I be like Jesus like can I I'm done we finished like three to seven business days like child why it gotta be three months it's six months now why it gotta be that long so but I told because I guess God was teaching me patience too and I think patience and sometimes it's being um, go together because you have to be patient with yourself in order to um, seek out what it is that you need and want to be. You said that when you were basically at your rock bottom in this recent season of your life, that that's how you begin to rebuild confidence. 
And yeah. somebody is like confused because it's like, sis, I'm rock bottom and it ain't no confidence nowhere to be found. I didn't try the Amazon Prime. It ain't on DoorDash. It ain't on Instacart. You try everything. Where is the confidence? How does your rock bottom become the place in which you begin to build confidence? What happened for you in that moment where you started building brick by brick the confidence that we're now experiencing? So what first it was like, I was literally like, once I did it and expected the miracle to fall, even though I knew it didn't work like that, even though I felt guided to take just a super faith move and people, I know it's crazy, but then I kept, I kept validating myself. Like it got it, believing in the unknown is crazy. So it mm-hmm. has like, I didn't want to necessarily give up my job. I still don't want some type of um, perfect um, protector factor because I'm a planner. I'm a plan everything out and I'm have every ABC all the way to Z. But when I realized like the thing that I did the most that like kept me safe and sacred was gone. I'm like, you kind of just kind of like, I feel like you just kind of surrender. Like you just like, okay, what can I do? Like you focus mm. on what you can control instead of focus on the things that you can't control. I think I was focusing on all the factors that I couldn't control. But when I was like, okay, I can control the things that I'm putting out and start building the things that I'm passionate about. And just that's when things I just felt like started aligning for me, but it was hard because my confidence was definitely shattered. And then I went through, like, I felt like so much was happening to me all at one time. I'm like, am I going through a mid like crisis or something? Like, I don't know. I'll be hearing some podcasts when they talk about the Saturn, all this stuff. Is it the moon? Like, I was really just <laughs> trying to find anything to, like, you know, cling on to. But I just feel like I stuck to my guns, like journaling, devotional, reading. And then I um, also like to listen. Like, I listen to a lot of, like, inspirational podcasts and things and, like, sermons throughout the week. So I just felt like although those tools in the moment felt like they wasn't working, I kept doing them. Mm. And then eventually they started like you just you start to lift up a little bit so I feel like even when you do feel like rock bottom and you feel like everything is like you feel like everything is just shattered to pieces that's when you really build it up and I ain't know I, I did not plan for me to be shattered that's what I've been talking about with God like because he stayed trying to like teach me something in the moment when I stopped trying to be taught <laughs> <laughs> You know what I love about what you said is that um, it came piece by piece. And yeah. I think that's P-I-E-C-E and also P-E-A-C-E, like piece yeah. by piece. Ooh, <laughs> because, I like I, yeah, I do think that like when we lose our confidence after a bad breakup, a job loss, a business thing doesn't go the way that we expected. When we want our confidence back, we want it to come back at 100. Like I want a full tank right. of gas. Like don't no. give me no ounce by ounce gas gallon by gallon. I want the full tank of confidence that I had, not realizing that those little drops do matter. And if we could pay attention to the little drops. So today I felt confident in the fact that I could get up out of the bed out of this depression. Today I felt confident that I can communicate about the best way to end the business and the best way to pay out the employees that how to surrender to this heartbreak. I think those little pieces come together until you begin to rebuild, not just your confidence, but your self-esteem, which again, is self-respect. My ability to respect myself comes from me not surrendering to the grief of what didn't work, but really manifesting the power of what can still happen with what I have left. Exactly. And knowing what works for you, like 
for me, getting up in the morning, making sure I do some type of movement, make sure I have my live shot with coconut water, like me doing some of these things, even when I didn't feel the greatest, like, although my mind wasn't necessarily like in the right space, my body felt good. So like, even when it comes to being in alignment with the mind, body, soul, and spirit, sometimes the spirit may be high, but the body, you just feeling a little sluggish. So I just feel like you just, you just have to work with what you have and know what that is that you need. And even if you don't know what you need, just like ask yourself, like, like marinate on, like sit still enough to receive it. And that was another important fact. I started practicing stillness to a whole different level. Then I really started hearing God way clearer. And I'm like, wow, okay. Now I really feel guided. So it was just like, mm. Stillness is an incredible practice because it does allow you to really um, to detract and subtract yourself from the noise of life and to really allow yourself to honor what you're hearing, what you're feeling, and also to be filled up. I wonder, do you think or where do you think the line is between high self-esteem and arrogance? Like, what is the difference between the two? So I feel like arrogance is more so people feeling like they're too good to either do something, be around something, or, you know, like experience something new. I feel like arrogance, like it's when it's like, can't nobody tell you nothing. Mm. Like, you know how you have, sometimes you walk in a certain event or something and it's just like, it's like a chip on the shoulder. Not because you don't have the sex. So you, nobody say you didn't work for it, but do you not act like that? Like <laughs> character. Like I think it comes down to character. Like you can have everything um, you ever wanted. Things are working great for you or even the opposite. Nothing is working for you because some seasons where it's like, you like ain't nothing happening for me, but still like, being able to know that you are good enough for that, I think that lies the difference, like the worth in it. Like you can know that you are worthy of something even when it's not happening. And as far as the arrogant part, when you know that you are worthy of it, but you your character just make it seem like, I don't know, it's like, it's like, it's really like your character is really demeaning. Mm. That's what I would say. Okay, so I hate to interrupt all of this good conversation, but I wanted you to know that I want to talk to you too. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your thoughts and opinions. You can send me your application, your video to be a co-host to podcast at womanevolve.com. Let me know what it is you want to talk about, why it's important to you that you be on the podcast. Maybe you're like, girl, I am not going to be on anybody's podcast. I don't do talking to people. First of all, this is a sign. Overcome yourself. But if not... You can send me an advice question, podcast at womanevolve.com. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. I love the difference between the two that you shared there, because I do think that if you're like me and you've suffered from low self-esteem, sometimes we think that high self-esteem is arrogance, like to be proud of who you are or to have respect and boundaries. Like, I don't want to come off as arrogant. I don't want to act like I'm brand new, like I'm acting different. But to have self-respect is not to diminish or demean the other people who are on the other side of those boundaries. But it is to say, this is how I protect who I am and who I am becoming. So I love 
love the difference because that's not arrogant. That's protection of right. the work that God has had to do in my life that took me a long time to get here. And I feel like you're like me because it seems like it is taking you some twists and some turns to get to a place yeah. where you finally feel like, you know, just a little something like just a little <laughs> bit. Where are and you now? Thank you for that. Sometimes they will. That's what I don't like. They will. Like, I learned that. And that's what like it started becoming this thing where once you start feeling that confidence, like you, you smiling, you walk out, should be like, why are you happy? They feel like you're pretending, but a lot of times that's a reflection of them and not of you. But it's still, um, you know, like you still kind of feel some type of way, like um, because it's like, dang, I'm working all hard on myself. And you going to just come over and think you could just step on me like an ant or something like, oof. I wonder, you said you were going through a tough season. Where are you now in your journey, in your story? So I'm still, I'm out. I feel like I'm out the dungeon, Mm -hmm. but I'm still like working my way alongside the river. I'm still not where I want to be. I'm still not in a state that I want to still didn't get the, the pay or the job. Um, that I won't, but what I am, but I started focusing on like what I am doing. So mm-hmm. like, I'm like, okay, hey, I am building my business. I am making sure I'm showing up every day for my self care and doing the things that my mind, body, soul, and um, spirit need. And I'm making sure I'm just enjoying my circumstances and what I have for the moment. Like I'm appreciating the now. Like, okay, the future will get there and what I want, but really just taking the time to appreciate the now. And I think that's what really helped me, um, you know, gain a little bit more confidence because I'm like, I'm not going to be here forever. So just take it like that word patience, just be able to take your time and not put a timeline on it. Cause I kept putting little timelines on certain things. And I think a lot of people do that too. Like, oh, I'm going to feel better by next week. Sometimes you ain't feeling better next week. So it's just like giving yourself the time and grace for what you need in that space and what you need it, I think, a workout instead of just forcing yourself to feel better or feel like, oh, and then especially when people ask you like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm still at my mom. still there. Did you really give up your housing? Yes, I did. Why? Girl, it was fake. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. You know, I what I love. I get through it. I don't think that there is anything more soul shaking than entering into the world of entrepreneurship because you just find out everything you don't know and how difficult it is to even make noise so that people can hear about whatever it is that you do. So I want to ask you, what is it that you do? What is this business that you're building? So my business is self-care lifestyle. I coach black women who wants to invest in their self-care to become a source of self-love, self-worth, and um, self-awareness. And I do that through newsletters, workshops, and toolkits. And what you said about just being able to get in front of people, working with an algorithm, especially when you're being truth and vulnerable, like the things I say on my posts, um, and then when they talk to me on like um, the workshop, what I did, they be like, you really a down to earth person? I'm like, yeah, like I don't want y'all to think just because I'm putting this information out there that I'm not living by it. So I just feel like I'm true and authentic to my brand. And I just really want to create and cultivate those safe space where we can be able to have those vulnerable um, conversations because oftentimes like 
with me just being that voice being silent, I'm like, if I could cultivate a space where women don't have to um, be silenced and they could come and talk about trauma, they could come and talk about what they like, but they also could come and talk about their success. I think it would just show some um, balance and bring back that, you know, that that state of, I feel like, urgency that we need in order to feel safe. Mm. So if you could go back in time to the girl who needed this space, she needed this environment, she needed the opportunity to be able to vocalize how she was feeling. What do you know now that you would tell her about whatever it is she was experiencing, whether it was, you know, the relationship dynamic with your parent or, you know, the homelessness, like what is it that you would say to her? Like, it, it's funny because when I was going through the childhood trauma, I didn't know it was childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't learn that until I got to college. And so when I think about what, what I tell that girl now, because I will always have outlets. And I think that's why I, I'm really big on toolkits and knowing like, okay, you can reach out to different things to help you hone back into yourself. Um, and that's how I birthed my business. But I would really tell that um, girl to really keep finding those outlets. Outlet for me was school, like knowing I had a safe space. And then we had an after school program, even though technology went in, but just being involved, even though we couldn't afford like none of the sports and stuff after school, I could go to the center and have a space to still do club and programs and stuff like that. And it's so crazy. That's the type of work that I do now. It's literally like programming wow. director, being able to give back. So it's like, it always come back full circle. Um, but it was important for me to have those outlets because everything now, child, with the, the, the kids now, everything costs. <laughs> so just being able to find those programs, especially as a child or if you have children, when kids the most talk to me, all they do is want you to listen to them nine times out of 10. They just want you to take five minutes to listen. And then so every time I'll come um, home, I mean, to work and all the kids listening, all, all they want to do is talk. So I'm like, let me just listen to what they got to say because ain't nobody else want to hear them. That's all what they used to say. I'm going off on a tangent, but yeah, I would just say find the outlets. Okay, so I want to ask you something and then we have an advice question that we'll answer together. But you said that you did not know when you were a child that what you were experiencing was childhood trauma, that you didn't find out mm-hmm. until you were a, an adult. And I think that I can relate to that. I think that I didn't see some of the things that I went through as trauma either until I came into adulthood and realized how much it shaped my esteem or broke my esteem or broke my belief in self. When you discovered that it was trauma, did it take you some time to embrace it? Did you feel like, I don't want to call it trauma. I don't want to own that. Like, I don't want to speak that over my life. Or were you able to embrace it pretty quickly? Because I feel like for me, I was like, I don't know if that's real trauma. Like, I don't know if that's trauma. <laughs> like, it's not trauma, trauma. It's only like, what? it's like trust. Right. <laughs> but um, right. being able to really embrace that, I think has made me more compassionate over myself. For me, um, when I recognized it was trauma, you know, therapy, they do like an ACE test or something like that. And they like, check out the ones you experienced. I'm in a training, by the way. I'm in a training doing the test um, to help um, youth this in crisis, high risk. And 
I checked off every single box on the list. And I'm like, but I ain't crazy, though. Like, <laughs> all these things y'all say that people can have, I'm like, I'm perfectly fine. And so I just feel like don't put a stigma attached to yourself until you really know yourself. And for me, when I first recognized that it was trauma, I think it released something on me because mm-hmm. I was I went to an HBCU um, HBCU and it was always space cultivated for people to talk about their trauma. When I first heard people talk about their trauma, I'm like, no, they're not out here putting their business out here. <laughs> and, but it freed me. It really helped me be able to see, okay, that wasn't right. That wasn't right. That wasn't right. But okay, what can I do to make it right? How can I shift? Because I think a lot of times we talk about like, oh, I don't want this to be like them or do this, but to actually walk in that path was completely different. And I'm like, I'm choosing to walk in that path. And when I chose to do that, I think um, that's when I really, I think myself, that's when myself revealed itself to me. Mm -hmm. I feel like it revealed itself to me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I wanted to ask that because I feel like there there's a lot of inner healing work going on. I think especially yeah. for for women, Black women, in spaces where we're finally acknowledging some of the pains and wounds of Ooh. our culture and of our individual stories. And I think there's something powerful about saying this was trauma. Like this was not something right. I should have seen, witnessed, or experienced, and yet it is a part of my story. And owning that takes a lot of a lot of work. Exactly. And not letting it define you, but allow it to make you who you are. Like, that's how I look at it. Like, yeah, but I don't have to necessarily like keep that trauma alive by trying to live by it, but just being able to know who I am within it. Yeah. Finding the right doctor is like having a comfy dress with pockets. You want to tell everyone about it. ZocDoc, a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them is an app you'll love using and one you'll share with anyone who will listen. I know I do. ZocDoc has quality doctors at your fingertips and reviews from real people that have recently been seen by them so you can take the guesswork out of finding the best care for you or your loved one. Scheduling appointments has never been easier. ZocDoc is very user-friendly and it has just about any kind of specialist you may need. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Woman Evolve and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Woman Evolve. ZocDoc.com slash Woman Evolve. Okay, here's our advice question. This isn't easy for me to talk about, but my therapist thinks it will be helpful for me to open up about my past in order to heal. I am 29 years old and in an amazing, healthy relationship with a man who I love dearly and who loves me. I have grown so much in my faith and just as a woman in general with loving and valuing myself. My issue is that I still struggle with forgiving myself for the sins of my past. I have had many partners and I'm not proud of this. I know that when I was younger, I was feeling a void and I liked the attention that men gave me. But now that I know my worth, it's hard for me to come to terms with who I used to be. How can I move forward and forgive myself for my past? Thank you for reading. Thank you. How can she move forward and forgive herself for her past? Mm -hmm. You know, stop holding on to it. 
like I would definitely say it happened. A lot of times, I sometimes I feel like we overcomplicate things. Mm. And if we look at the situation, okay, I did that. I, I understand why I did that. Now let me process on what that looks like moving forward. Like, girl, you was in a healthy relationship. Do you know what that means to be in a healthy relationship? Like, just just making sure that um, you understand your now and stop being so focused on the present, I think will just help you just come alive. Like, yeah, I did that, but now I'm doing this. And when you have that confidence, then it's like, okay, you coming through, sis, because you're not being defined on what has happened and you choosing to walk forward in spite of what has happened to be who you want to be. So that's what I would say to her. Okay, so this is going to be like the first time in Woman Evolved podcast because the way that I'm going to start mine off is going to sound like I disagree with what you said, but I don't. I just have a different (laughs) angle, a different perspective that I would like to offer because I think that you were telling her to let it go and to not hang on to it. And I actually think she should do the opposite. I think she should Mm -hmm. hang on to it. Um, Yeah, I know. Right. That's why I said this is going to be groundbreaking. (laughs) Um, I only say that because I spend a lot of time trying to distance myself from my past, um, from Mm -hmm. the relationships, from the promiscuity. Like I was like, I don't want that to be me. I hate that version of myself. She was this, she was that, whatever. And I think in the process of doing that, that I internalized a hatred for my own pain. I internalized Mm -hmm. a hatred for my own past. And so instead, what I have been challenged to do in the more recent years of my life is to embrace that side of who I was, but to not punish myself in the embracing, but to rather see it from the lens of pain and compassion. So now when I think about those things that used to make me cringe or like, how could you have done that? You just met that person or how could you do that? You know, Mm -hmm. I think to myself, wow, I was in so much pain that I was willing to do that in order to fix that pain. And I honor the fact that I no longer experience that pain or Mm -hmm. that I know how to deal with that pain in a healthy way. And so for For me, hanging on to my past has actually helped me to honor the growth of my present because I realized that the pain that I experienced as a girl and the pain that I experienced in those moments um, did change me. They did shape me, but they also allowed me to find purpose and to Mm -hmm. recognize that humility and vulnerability don't have to be scary. Right, yeah. right. And I, I agree with that because it's like you're investing in a why you did that in order yeah. to move forward. Yeah. So I definitely, I definitely agree with that because oftentimes when you don't know the why, you kind of ruminate on just thoughts and, oh my gosh, is this a healthy relationship or should I be doing it? Because I have those, I've been through a few um, toxic um, relationships and I realized toxic looks different for everybody. Yeah. So, um, understanding that and what she was saying about trying to fill that void like I felt that on spiritual level because I'm like okay I tried to fill a few voids myself but understanding like what you're saying that why has helped me be able to push through in order to be that woman I want and not feel like I have to okay since I did that in the past I can't show up as this I can't demand this type of respect or these type of boundaries or doing things totally different from how I used to do it 
it's like spend less time focusing on what you did and more time focusing on why you did it so that you exactly. can see. Because if we don't focus on why we did it, then we may not be promiscuous anymore. But now we're workaholics or we're alcoholics. Right. You know what I mean? Like we just moved to something else, but the void is still there. And I think when we learn to hold on to that void to figure out how it got there and to most importantly, allow the love of God to fill it and to transform okay. us and change us, then it's like, yeah, my price is still high. And yes, no, I still don't take anything because exactly. at the end of the day, that void has been filled. So I am whole mm-hmm. through Jesus. And now you're going to have to come wholly correct to me or get out my face <laughs> because I'm not hurt no more. Okay. And I exactly. feel like they're going to make that a clip. <laughs> or even people that she probably know, probably like, remember you used to, yeah, I remember. And that's my business. And I'm yes. going to move forward in what I know now. So it's just like, just being able to be free yourself through what has happened to you, like I think it'll be amazing for you because it's like you giving yourself that credit in order to do that. And I feel like that's very freeing. Okay, so before we go, I, I want to pick your brain. This is your business. This is what you do. Yeah. How do we become self-aware and discover self-love in a way that changes the way that we see ourselves and others in the world? Okay, I love that question because I feel like it's near and dear to my soul. But um, for me, in order to love myself, I have to be aware of myself. And so I had to first understand what my needs were. I had to know how to identify my emotions by putting a word to it. Because oftentimes it's like, I'm feeling some type of way, but I don't know what I'm actually feeling. I'm just feeling. So just being able to identify a word with what you feel and why. Um, Then being able to invest in that trauma. Like I talk about, these are like my five things I do to invest in um, your self-care. Then I talk about the trauma, like understanding what has happened to you in ways in which that shows up. So you can know that how to cope with your triggers. And all of this is not an overnight process. It's a lifetime process. It's about the journey, not the destination. I love to say that because people are like, I just want to feel better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Okay, you'll get there. Just start with the simple things today. But also, um, the last two was just understanding what you value so you can know what place you want to operate out of. Oftentimes, I feel like I was operating out of all these different things that didn't matter because I wasn't listening to knowing what my beliefs were. Mm. So if you believe in faith, operate out of faith and walk in those paths. Not saying you're going to be perfect, but knowing what that looks like. And then lastly, being able to have a regimen, like knowing what works for you. Like, how do you like to listen to yourself and investing in that toolkit? Um, If you need to learn and grow, make sure you're following um, pages or going to workshops or sermons. Like, investing in these toolkits that allow you to get to know yourself Like I get to know myself in various different ways, whether it's stillness, whether it's journaling, whether it's listening to a sermon or um, attending a workshop or reading a book. It's like you can find yourself through things, but understanding that that love for you is being able to take care of you by investing in what works for you. Oh, that was kind of a bar at the end. I didn't plan that. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed it was. Khadija, you are my girl. I love you. I love the work that you're doing. Thank you for taking this time to talk to me. I am so hopeful that this conversation about self-esteem is going to be restorative for women, that it is going to fuel them with hope and that they're going to be able to embrace themselves even more. So thank you for your gift today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, you take care. Bye. Bye.
Khadidra, thanks for hopping into the co-host seat and sharing your light with me and the delegation. You are certainly appreciated. If you or someone you know is down to either help me co-host or if there's an advice question you'd like for me to try to answer, hit my inbox at podcast at womanevolve.com with a one to two minute video about being my next co-host. Or you can send me an advice question that you'd like for me to answer.